You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Josh Green contorts and gets the two. A pull on. Knocked it away, but right to Porter. Wow. Dinwiddie double. Green a floater. Oh, oh nice. Dropping a sledgehammer oh, inside. Nice. Dorian Finney-Smith. He's got six. Wiggins. Doncic at the other end. Good feed. Green was cutting. Another one. Fractured a foot back on January 25th. Bielitsa with the move and a feed. Moody, the rookie out of Arkansas. Getting it done. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building with another hot five and five. It's going to be hot, baby. But you know what we got to do before we can get all those shenanigans out the way. We got to say what's up to Jay Sizzle. He's in the building. I'm G Sizzle. Jay, what's going on today? Man, I am feeling great, man. Today, uh, I like some other cheese, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So let's get into it real quick, and let's hit them with a hot five and five. <laughs> All right, Jay. Number one on the hot five and five is the Golden State Warriors face off against the Dallas Mavericks. Everyone thought, hey, after the Mavericks beat around the Phoenix Suns, this was going to be an easy, easy test for them. They were just going to go in and beat Golden State and just do it. Just do it how they wanted to do it. Uh, it didn't go that way, uh, Jay. Um, in fact, Golden State showed you why they were still considered NBA champs and, and the favorites. Uh, they went in and slapped, I mean, literally just slapped around the Dallas Mavericks. 112 to 87, Golden State takes a one-game lead, and it was never close, never in doubt. It was a drubbing. I mean, an absolute drubbing. It was a 10-point lead starting on the first half, and it didn't get any better anytime soon. So, Jay, how did you like uh, your Golden State Warriors and your Davis Mavericks? You know, uh, the Mavericks were just out hustled, out toughed, out uh, cardio. You know, the Golden State Warriors running around on defense look like a bunch of three year olds chasing the one kid who got an ice cream cone and nobody didn't get one. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they was just reaching and running and grabbing and throwing people down. Uh, especially that show defense where they're popping up on top and literally driving mm -hmm. the uh, uh, guy trying to come over the top of the pick and roll and driving him back toward the half court line before they making that trip a lot longer around there. And I think Luka Doncic was like, why are they keep stealing the ball from my blind side? They know I can't see from over there. So <laughs> it, it is one of those things that um, – that happened. That happened so many times. It was, it was ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm sure he's like, what, "What's going on?" You know, everybody talk tough till you get with the Warriors. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of tough talking for him this time. I mean, you know, last time he was 
He was giving it to Phoenix. I, I Maybe he got the memo that they could just whip on Phoenix however they wanted, and they just did whatever they Phoenix wanted. Phoenix got punk. Yeah. Phoenix got punk. Phoenix got punk, and Devin Booker and him decided that, you know, I really don't want to play like a superstar. You know, I like I like getting the accolades, but when I need to get when I need to get a bucket, and I told you before, what did I tell you CP3 was gonna do? Oh. Every series he falls apart on the back end. Every oh. series. You know, I, I don't know why they keep banking millions of dollars into this guy to to lead him to lead him uh into games where when it when it counts, he don't show up. You know. Mm -hmm. He's just – he's an old man now, too small, too short. He gets bully ball down there. He's got the hip flexor going wrong. He's got all types of stuff happening, and he just cannot – he's not a prolific enough jump shot shooter to make people uh, respect his outside game. If he don't get it going, it's over with. And he's definitely not going to D you up. So, you know, but uh, the math the saw a new animal today. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Who's that? Who's, who are these guys? Why is Jordan? Why is Jordan Poole playing like that? Who? Where? Where? Where's? Where's? Where did Wiggins come from? Why? Why are they leading? Well, I thought I thought the other guys were supposed to be killing us, but also you see Lay with you know Clay with the headband running in there making layups. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden he gets going. Oh, it's it's up for grabs there. Yeah, he channeled his inner Jackie Moon, and you knew it was going to be a bad yeah. night when you had Draymond deing up Luca through the second and the third quarter with no problem. I mean, he was right on top of him. Well, but they wore Luka down. I mean, they yeah. wore him down and made him play defense. You know, they didn't let him rest, and they put him in pick and rolls and kept putting him in pick and rolls, and they kept attacking. I mean, Luka has that old man's game, but he also has old man defense, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, he's just not quick enough. And, they, and the, the Warriors do some type of craziness that they do is that they keep rolling to the basket in waves. They just keep rolling and keep picking back people until they right. get loose with those cuts. I mean, they just they, – they roll one more time you think they're going to roll. Right. And, uh, you know, and it just gets people out of position, you know. And, that, and once it gets them out of position, it's very difficult to recover. And one thing that you saw the Golden State Warriors do on a regular basis is that they push the basketball. They get the ball out and off they go. Draymond kept running down the court, you know, looking crazy. Draymond, don't Draymond always like he about to dribble the ball off his shoe? Yeah, it's, don't, it's he, a terrible, don't he look like? The, don't he look, it's a terrible. Don't he look thing. like somebody? Don't he look like somebody's daddy out there playing when they're like forty something years old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Give me the ball over here. I got, you. Ball, here. I got yeah. you. You know, somehow or another, somehow or another, in them black socks. And then pro kids that he didn't have for the last 35 years, he can still go out there and make a layup. Pritchard trying to help out. Now it's Struess. Long three-pointer. Max Struess from long. Push. White across the lane. Finds Tice. Jalen Brown a three. Got it. Butler the drive across the lane, kicks it back out. Struess, long three-pointer. It's good! Max Struess from way down. Tatum. Tucker guarding him. Cross court to Brown. Brown a corner three. Got it! Jalen Brown with a couple of three-pointers. It's team number four. Butler pulls back. One-on-one -on -one with Tatum. 
Backing in, Spence pulling away. It's good. Jimmy Butler with 30. Out of Iowa, across the lane, pulls up, jump shot, misses. Nice the rebound. Celtics need the push. Pritchard way outside, connects on a rabbit. Struess the rebound, that'll do it. Butler gets inside and bangs it home. Finishing touches on another Jimmy Butler mess. And that'll do it. More Butler brilliance in the postseason. Yeah, well, I know someone who got laid up, rolled up, got rolled on, and got devastated. And that was the Boston Celtics in their game one against oh, the Miami man. Heat. All was all good for oh. Boston before. Oh, they were living the life. They were enjoying themselves. It was all love. It was all good. And then there's that man. Mama, there go that man. They call him yeah. JB, Jimmy Buckets, the one that Chicago didn't want to give a max contract to. But, hey. No, we don't need that guy. No, you don't need a guy who's a defender and can put up 41 points on you. But, hey, you know, the Celtics, they, they didn't know that was coming. And, um, obviously, they didn't know a lot was going to happen because um, – they got whipped upon. The score was a lot closer. The Heat won 118 to 107, but it was really in the, it was a tale of two halves. I know people like to say that, and I know that it sounds cute, but it truly was a tale of two halves. In the first half, you know, you thought the Celtics were going to win and win going away. And then the second half, Jay, the Heat had their way with them. It was like, well, the thing about it was, yeah, the thing about it was you're missing Al Horford, you know, which they really, really need. You need Al Horford to play just like you played last uh, series. Mm -hmm. And then you you, know, you didn't have Marcus Smart, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you, you only had three-fifths of their basketball team out there. So, right. I don't put a lot of um, emphasis on this win. The Heat were supposed to win mm -hmm. this game. They just uh, – the Celtics did not have enough to counterbalance Jimmy Buckets. Mm -hmm. And we saw when Jimmy was off the court, the Celtics were able to generate some offense. When they were down that 20-some-odd points, and Jimmy went to go sit down and put his sweatsuit back on, and uh, the Celtics started generating some points, and then Jimmy had to come back out and get the ship, ship righted again and get them back up way higher to those double-digit leads up there, up up near 20 again. So you expect Jimmy Butler to do that. Jimmy Butler is top 15 in the league right now. Mm -hmm. So when he comes in the game, Jimmy's one of the few players, though, who actually comes in and takes over a game when he comes in. So I expected um, the Heat to win this game. Um, I what, didn't expect him to win it as handily, but you, you don't have Horford, you don't have Smart, they don't have everybody. And as we found out, as we already know, Jason Tatum is not that guy. You know, it, 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 you know, he he don't want all this smoke. You know, he's not he's not a Jimmy Butler, and, and he gets ranked ahead of Jimmy Butler, and I don't think he should, because he really don't want all that smoke. Because Jimmy Butler go get a bucket whenever he gets ready to. Mm -hmm. He does, and obviously the Heat went in and got all the buckets they wanted to. Now, I don't know how that's going to change uh, once you get smart back in Horford, but it doesn't look like they're coming back anytime soon because Horford's still in the uh, 
protocols, the COVID protocols, and Marcus Smart doesn't look good on that foot. So they may be down again, so they may have to pull it out when they come back to Boston. So, well, he said he was probably, he said Marcus Smart is probable. So he's probably going to give it a try because mm-hmm. he needs to. Because again, if it, if it comes out like this again, I think you're going to see the same results. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be this big blowout, but I do think it's going to be a double digit win if we don't get at least Marcus Smart back on the floor playing somewhere near um, full speed because uh, the loss of Al Harford is a big blow for the Celtics. And I don't know if they could overcome that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jay, so let's talk about somebody who seems not to be able to overcome a lot of things. That's a lot of injury, a lot of pain going on right now in the life of Tariq Cohen, the five foot six player from Bun, North Carolina. He looks like he's been on a bun and gotten spit out, chewed up, and worked <laughs> out again, man. So if you don't know, former Bears running back Tariq Cohen, uh, went to put his workout live. He went to do a live. He was streaming. Workout was, ah, ah, ah. And then it was like, ah. He was like, oh, no. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in pain. So everybody feared, but nobody said it until, yeah, they said it. So Tariq Cohen tears his Achilles in trying to get himself back on shape, yeah. back on track. Jay, is this the last we've seen of Tariq Cohen in the NFL? I uh, hope he saves some money. <laughs> um, that's not, that's you not know, good. He's one of those guys, you know, he, he, well, he flashed. You know what I'm saying? He flashed in the NFL, but a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. But, again, he's one of those guys who just can, couldn't take an NFL beating. It wasn't that he wasn't mentally tough, but sometimes the body just doesn't. The body just doesn't. Uh, respond well to that type of beating every day. And, uh, you know, it, the NFL is super tough. I mean, it's, you know, those guys who play long time, um, they have a special ability that a lot of other people just don't have. I think Tariq Cohen probably, too, was a guy who was pretty muscular. He always looked like he was in really good top shape. Mm-hmm. And those guys don't flex, don't flex really easy. You know what I'm saying? I think – the super muscular guys usually get something hurt. The guys who aren't super muscular, um, somehow or another, they look like they're more flexible. So I think we have those muscles pulling like they do, and, and um, freak thing happened as Achilles went. But, you know, it, it's uh, probably not. Uh, you're probably going to see him back again because now we know those Achilles injuries, you can come back from them. And so he's going to have a full year to recover. He, did, he was under contract, right? Yeah. No, no, no. He's not under contract. Remember, he got released by the Bears. Oh, so he wasn't under contract. He hadn't no. signed. No, he hadn't signed. He was trying to get on to a team. He was Ooh, doing that's workouts. A, so I really team. hope I I really hope he I really hope he saves somebody. Send the Lambo back. You know what I'm saying? Send the Lambo back. Because you got you gotta save some of this money, man. I hope, you know, something sell some insurance, something, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough. It's it's tough for these mid-level pros, you know. And they, they, you know, they expect to take care of mama and daddy. Right. Everybody want a new cell phone. Everybody want to, you know. Everybody want everything paid. Every time y'all go to Chipotle, he got to he got to pull out his card and swipe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every time they go out to go eat, 
you know, and uh, all that got to stop. Nope, 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 nope. We're going to dollar menu. This money got to last. <laughs> he's a young fella, so I hope he has some other things that he wants to do. Yeah, he's going to have to have a, he's going to have to have a lot on his plate. And I don't mean food. He's going to have to have a lot on his plate to get back and to recover and to be, get a contract again, a sizable contract to, as you said, help that family out. The Bulls with 14 assists as a team on 18 made buckets. And Ayo's got a block of Joseph. Grant was shut off by Williams. Ayo deflects it and takes it away. He's got Levine. In case he's got Saban Lee in the game, who is trying to come up with a loose ball. Shot clock winding down to Sumo. The pass for Green. Nice pass by the rookie. No foul called. They play off. Javante gives it up. Ayo puts it in. Good hustle by Ayo. Every time the Morgan Park Grant touches the ball, they love it. And he dishes to Bradley. DeRozan, Jones, Bradley, Dosumu, and Ball. DeRozan to Dosumu. The high market three. On the brighter note, Chicago has a bright basketball note. Okay, it may not be that bright, but we do know that Io Dosumo is named to the second team all-rookie team. And hey, it may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot for a team that floundered after the second half, after the defense completely went out the window. So we've got Io, the Morgan Park kid, the University of Illinois product, who had a really productive rookie season. And he got all-rookie second team. And once it was announced, everybody was like, oh, my God, I knew he could do it. He was so great. So he got uh, two first-round votes, and then he got uh, 71 second-team votes for the 75 points needed. So he was the ninth among all rookies in this class. So he joins Herbert Jones, Josh Gidney, Bones Highland, and Chris Duarte on the second team. The first team was comprised of Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, France Wagner, and Jalen Green. So you know what, Jay? He's the third straight bull. Now, walk with me on this one. He's the third straight bull to land on the rookie second team following Kobe White and Patrick Williams. So Williams and DeSumo, they do represent the first two picks under the new regime of uh, Karnaschovas and crew. So Jay, is this a sign of a bright future for a bright young man who I don't really know what position he plays? Okay, so... He was on a bad team that he was mm -hmm. able to play a lot of minutes on. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that equates you into being a guy who's going to crack into the starting lineup. Um, I think he's going to be an NBA player over a period of time. I just think he's going to be a guy that's going to be traveling around from team to team. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's – I don't, I don't know about you, but I didn't see him as an NBA starter, a full complement NBA starter on a top team in the East. I mean, I just didn't see him like that. I saw him on a team with Chicago Bulls who are oft injured 
a little disheveled in a rebuilding phase, and he was able to learn the offense well enough and able to function well enough uh, to – and I don't think he wasn't averaging double-digit points. So it wasn't like you were getting these huge outbursts from him on a regular basis. So I just don't – you know, hey, second team, all-rookie second team is great, but a lot of that I do believe is just because you're playing on a bad team and uh, you're getting the minutes. You know, there's a lot of guys who were rookies that weren't starting and who didn't get the minutes you got. They rode the oak. So, I mean, hey, congratulations. I mean, they probably hit an elevator clause in his uh, contract. So he probably got, you know, an extra 50 grand or something like that. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But I just don't see this as a super bright spot. I mean, you look at Patrick Williams won the award too, right? Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's um, it's going to be, I don't know, to your point, I don't know exactly where Ayo is going to fit. I don't know. I don't see him as a great shooter. Don't see him as a great defender. But he might be one of those guys that works yeah. himself into, as you said, multiple contracts around the league uh, if he doesn't stick yeah. in Chicago. So he might be a rotational player somewhere and uh, move around. So, you know, congrats out to oh, him. Yeah. Shout out to his family and everybody around him. Definitely, definitely. Chicago, the Chicago Bulls have another second team all-rookie. All buddy. Doesn't mean oh. anything, but, hey, he's out there, and we like nah. him. <laughs> Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come down and prayerfully provide comfort uh, for the families that were slain over the weekend. Uh, we pray for those families and, and what they experienced. Uh, we pray that you will allow us in this moment to represent the good that's here, Father. We know that there's good here. We pray that it'll be represented today. We pray that on this day, May 18th, be a turning point for all of us that we don't forget this moment we don't forget the tragedy that happened on Saturday that it'll be a mark that can be a life change for all of us we thank you Lord for the opportunity to come to provide comfort and support in your son's name we all say Amen. Amen. Last topic on the high five and five, Jay. And I'm going to give this a little room to breathe. And I know you've got a lot to say about it. Uh huh. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they've decided that they wanted to do more than just talk. So the Buffalo Bills, players, coaches, front office, and ownership volunteer to support the community in the wake of the top shooting, the massacre, the I don't even know. I don't know if racist attack is a good enough term. I don't know if it's sufficient to describe what happened. So what I'll say is that because of the attack at the Tops Friendly Market that killed 10 people and injured three others, uh, the Bills went and served food, helped to 
bring enlightenment to the community of what's happening, but help to to truly try and bring some normalcy to an unnormal situation. So we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, Jay, but um, after what's happened, and not only the Bills, the Sabres too, they came around, you know, it, it just, they were all wearing t-shirts that said, uh, black t-shirts that said, choose love. Um, they brought f- flowers, food, um, they fed, I, I want to say 750 people. President had been, and he and the first lady had been there the day before. Uh, Jay, I, I don't even know where to go further than this, but just to say that the Bills did try and reach out to the community to do something. They did it. Is this enough, or do we have to have more of these acts of kindness to counteract what happened in Buffalo? This was a photo op. This wasn't an act of kindness. Hmm. What act of kindness did they, did they do? Because you came out on a day and spent, how much money did they spend for that event? Couldn't have been that 50 much. grand, mm-hmm. 50, 70, 70 tops mm-hmm. to get the food there, right? So you can get a photo op. You brought the Sabres along, somebody else. You brought the, the highlight team. Was that what was it? The lacrosse team and something like that showed up, mm-hmm. right? And you come out there to the community and you serve seven hundred meals. What happens tomorrow? See, this was a tragic event. People got shot for no reason, and hatred runs rampant in this country. But hatred runs rampant in many other countries too. You know, you see all the the, the, the uh, headlines going on with Ukraine and, and stuff going on. But we got massacres happening in Africa that don't get any headlines, mm-hmm. right? These things happen throughout the area. But what the bills could have done that would have made more uh, impact was let's pledge for this year that we get all the schools in that community making sure they had all the books that they needed. Let's make sure that these programs, these after-school programs were funded. Let's make sure that the No Child Left Behind um, mandate is being used in these communities so that we can get these test scores up so our kids have an opportunity to excel in in this life. This was a big photo op. Now, do they go out there and shake hands and all types of stuff? But guess what? They're not coming back tomorrow. The Sabres won't be there tomorrow. People, you, you, you fed the people for one day. Oh, hey, hey, I got I was out there taking some pictures and smiling, right, at the place where 10 people got shot. You know, why not build, why not, why don't the Bills come and build another store in that area and fund it? Their management has the money to do that. See what I'm saying? But until, here's the problem, right? And let me go off on a little bit of a tangent right now because I feel like doing it. When Caesar uh, wanted to distract the people from what was going on in the community, he would put out 100 days of games, right, to distract the people. He would have the gladiators in there fighting each other and fighting the, uh, the lions and, and performing different 
reenactments of acts and the blood would flow on the grass on the fields for a hundred days out there and they would have these festivals and dancing all along the government was doing whatever it wanted to do because nobody was watching this is the same thing that's going on now right is that people are blinded by the games right blinded by these football players and, and hockey players coming out to this event and smiling and the little kid says oh you know i was scared to come out the house but now since the big old bills are down here and i could take a picture with them i feel better so you you you're blinded by the situation that's going on this doesn't change the the, the hate that's going on in the united states this doesn't change that that our kids are being um educated at a far superior, far inferior rate than their peers just because of their zip code. And this is one thing about this. Was, was it nice for the Bills to come down there? Sure, it was nice. But the reason why they came because it was a photo You know, are they coming next week? I mean, at, at least at least open a, open a food pantry down there then. You know, make, make hot meals three days a week so that people can cook. Now, if you feed 700 people three days a week, now you're doing something because now you're putting in for a photo op. I mean, it was nice and everything, but, you know, what about tomorrow? So that, that's what I think about that. As horrific as it is, I think a lot of times people use these horrific events um, to go get some publicity. That's what these teams did. And, you know, everybody feels great about them and they're getting a pat on the back, but they're going to live in their mansions. They're going back to live where none of these people can go to. If these same people in this community walk through their neighborhoods, they would get stopped by the police. If they tried to get into some of those schools over here, they couldn't even test well enough to get into the schools where these people live because of their, their um, education is so inferior. Let's change that. You know, now, now you're doing something. You know, let, let's let's put a 10-year thing out saying, hey, we're going to raise the test scores in this area. We're going to fund these schools. We're going to get the people need, the teachers, what they need. Let's do that. Then I'll stand up and applaud you. But right now, it's a photo op. Smile for the camera. That's what they did. Well, in addition to them physically being present, the Buffalo Bills Foundation combined with the NFL Foundation, and they announced that they did a $400,000 scholarship and donation. And they said that this money will go to the Buffalo Together Community Response Fund and a variety of nonprofit organizations working on emergency response efforts. Let's just hope that those organizations, those variety of multiple nonprofit organizations get that emergency response money. So that to your point, Jay, they can make an impact a long-term impact and a lasting impact in these communities where they're able to do food shelters, they're able to speak to the food deserts that are in every African-American community in this country, where they speak to those people who are in most need, those seniors that were assassinated and murdered in Buffalo. So hopefully this will be an opportunity for them not to just have a photo op, but for them to make an opportunity to change the lives of those around in not just Buffalo, but in the state of New York and in states around the country. This is an opportunity. This is the time 
for President Biden. This is the time for his administration to make an indelible mark that says, this stops here. How does it stop here? Because we will fund programs not only to stop this crime, not only will we arrest and prosecute to the highest level of prosecution for people who do these acts, but we're going to start refunding these areas. We're going to start putting money back into areas so that kids can not only be in good schools, but they can have good nutrition, that the redlining stops, and that families in African-American communities can stand and be strong. That's the hope, and that's the prayer. We'll see where it goes from there. So, Jay, you know what, Greg? Yeah, you know what, can, can, I, can I say this one thing about that? One more quick yeah, thing. They're paying $400,000, right? Mm-hmm. They got guys on their practice squad making $400,000, right? That's no money to them. Mm-hmm. None. That's none. That don't, that don't hit their salary cap, nothing. Mm-hmm. The gesture is nice. $400,000 to the average person out here. Wow, look at what they're doing. Right. They'll pay a guy $400,000 to play scout team mm-hmm. for them a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's put ten million. Let's put ten million in there. Let's do that. Let, let Let's put ten million into the schools for the books. Now, now that's significant. That's significant. Four hundred thousand. They don't think four hundred thousand. They care less about four hundred thousand dollars. This is what I'm saying. They toss these numbers out. Oh, it's you know, good. They put four hundred hundred thousand dollars. Might as well be forty bucks to them. Literally. That, that's what basically what about that that amount is, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Photo op. Let's throw it. It's photo op. You know, is, is it significant for those people? How many places are they spreading it to? You know, and then what type of impact is it going to have in the area? Right. You know, I, I just I just think again, it's, it's the same situation. Throw out the big numbers. People who don't make that type of money go, wow, how great it is. But this is to to them, this is not a big sacrifice for them. Right, it's just a nice photo Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.